Can we remove the stigma of pooping? Did you see what they did to my boy Lamar yesterday? Oh, man. So, like, to be fair, I haven't, I didn't watch the game, but I've seen the punditry that occurred afterward. So, Lamar's playing in a football game. As you do. As you do. Mm-hmm. All right. And Lamar's got to take a doo-doo brown, baby. Yeah. I poop. Mm-hmm. Everybody you poops. Poop. Everybody poops. And so, when you got to go, you got to go, man. So, Lamar, being a dignified human being, had the, like, tight clench butt cheek run mm-hmm. down the tunnel. We all know that run. And went and took a poop. And then he came back. But it's this huge, this huge laughing point. Mm -hmm. I propose, or I would like to interject and put it on record that taking a poop mid-football game and still coming back to win said game, that's a power move. Yeah. That's not something to be like, oh, Lamar had to shit during Mm -hmm. last night's football game. That is literally the meme, right? You know, with the this the LeBron with the cigarette in his mouth mm-hmm. that they always do. Yeah, shit, what like, of it? Yeah. I mean Cleveland Browns taking a brown. I don't give he's a ta- shit. He's taking like, the Cleveland Browns to the Super Bowl, I guess. He's playing for the wrong team. Oh my god. I he mean like, he, we've all we've all experienced that that uh close your butt cheeks as much as you can and, and you can't run too fast because too big of steps. You open gaps of where things can uh, uh, happen, but I'll also say that the people who are 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 making fun, if you will, have never tried to shit with uh, football Wearing gear football on. Pads? Yeah. Oh God, those pants are so damn tight. Your your ankles are are cuffed together. You ever tried to oh to get your butthole open to take it to take a dump, and your ankles are touching? Very difficult. Pooping is a relaxing time, and there's nothing about. Pooping in football pads that is relaxing. No, none. And here's the other thing. My man's wearing white pants. What's he supposed to do? Soldier through? Mm-hmm. And then just shit himself on national TV? Probably not. Uh, I'm sorry. And, to, and, and even more so, he came back and led the drive on fourth down. Came back. After the backup got hurt, on fourth down, came back after relieving himself. They won the game. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear anything and about it. who knows? Maybe if he's all pent up because he's got a bunch of doo-doo in him. Mm. <laughs> right? Maybe Baltimore doesn't win. Yeah. He's thinking about something else. Can't be worried about, uh, are we in cover two? Are they playing man? Don't know because I'm playing peekaboo like, with a brown snake in my butthole right now. I don't know what's going on. I also don't understand why he's out here denying it. He's like, no, I didn't have to poop. He's on social media. Oh, it was a cramp. Be like, yeah, I took a shit, bro. Yeah. And then I won the fucking game. I know what I, you know what was cramping up my butthole. Went and go take a shit, relieved all of that. All you, you know, Frito Lay, Funyun eating, pork rind having, mm-hmm. fat sons of bitches watching me dominate out here. Mm-hmm. You guys took a shit this morning, right? I just happened to win a fucking football game on Monday night after. Right. What'd you do after? You couldn't your even shit? get back to your television before the commercial ended on time. You were playing Angry Birds while taking the shit. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to win a division. Also, you know, when, when, when we're talking this year about um, football players and shit and the Cleveland Browns, 
I don't know you that know. Lamar Jackson is the player that any type of ire or any type of joke should be directed towards. It's that, it's that uh, not to meme-centric this whole thing, but it's that one where it's like the the player hater, where he's standing behind the tree rubbing his hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was Odell Beckham, and he's like, yeah. someone taking a shit? Oh, man. Who's taking a shit? <laughs> Been waiting for this this whole time. Get him! Got a whole... Russian uh, a meme bot farm sitting in Serbia somewhere. You, you find any celebrity taking the shit, we're blowing this shit up right now. That's right. That's right. Also, if you find any woman that wants to take a shit on me, yeah, you go ahead and let her know where I'm at. Direct that my way. All right. Well, not so much that, but uh, it's the Christmas season. I'm dying to talk about some holiday uh, stuff. So uh, it's garage time. Let's get into it. Well, Adam, happy fifth day of Hanukkah to you and yours. That's right. That's right. No menorahs lit here, but that's just because it's not our persuasion yeah. to all of our uh, Jewish friends out there, near and far. Yeah. L'chaim. Be, well, it'd be it'd be hey, what sixth day? Yeah, our Godfather, uh, Larry David. Mm-hmm. Happy Hanukkah to you. Yes, indeed. Labe, son of Nat. <laughs> uh, uh yeah, you know, it's it's great, right? So we've got Hanukkah now. Uh Festivus is next, of course. Mm-hmm. Then Christmas and then uh a preemptive joyous Kwanzaa to any of you who may celebrate. Yep. You know, just uh just good good vibes for everyone. It right? is. It's a fun time. That's of year. what we're all about here. I'm sorry that uh there's not much in the way of uh Hanukkah or Kwanzaa uh, uh, holiday songs, but we, you know, I think the Christmas holiday makes do with very secular songs that can be passed around to everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Would that have been? Uh, I, I don't want to like step into waters I'm unfamiliar with. Mm, mm. You know, I don't want to do the typical white guy like I'll just interject myself into this situation Correct. and not understand my role or place in it. Everything will be fine. What could go wrong? Mm. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, what, what am I going to do? Be like, uh, I bet all you guys love Adam Sandler all a bunch. Yeah, right. He's got you a probably song. Probably love his Hanukkah song. Yeah, right. I mean, maybe you do. I I, I don't know. I so like the song. Just not going to assume. No. I I did kind of feel bad after we made the uh, the Christmas movie bracket that we didn't include um, Eight Crazy Nights. I mean, it's not a Christmas movie; it's a Hanukkah movie. Mm-hmm. But you know, whatever. I mean. Think, uh, I don't think we've received it. Stands on its own. Maybe it doesn't. See, here I go again. I don't know anything about Hanukkah movies. Are there other Hanukkah movies? <clears throat> I mean, I'm not gonna, I don't know. Not in my repertoire. Yeah, I feel like I need to move off this. I'm probably gonna put my foot in my mouth here in a minute. Well, I mean, if there are, please let me know. Uh, we put our foot, our foot in our mouths, I think, enough on this podcast where we can get away with uh, another one. What does it matter? 
yeah. I mean, because we're going to proceed to so so uh, uh, yes, yeah. So let's let's, continue. Let, let's talk about Christmas. But one thing I do want to bring up, um, you know, h- how far or how long do you think they initially walked the three wise men or however many wise men there were before somebody was like man like you know that star doesn't get any closer or further you know we could just be walking like what like relative distance here guys like like, you know we've been walking for 30 days we either passed it or like what are we thinking here when do we call it right right so i know we set out with this idea but did we think it through like what is our target goal here how do we accomplish that star ain't getting any closer and i'm running out of jerky so yeah right i forgot to pick up an aaron brew at the you know the liquor store on the way and this myrrh and frankincense frankly it's really heavy (laughs) i'm carrying a chest of gold i don't want to anymore yeah i mean Good thing they kept going, right? I guess, right? Someone someone had to. Maybe they just found Man. the closest end and were like, you know what? This is it, right? I, there ain't been another one for 20 miles. This is it. Good enough for my If there's house, a baby what... in this manger, that's something, right? Good enough. Yep. Here. <laughs> drop it off. We didn't pay for it. All right. Somebody we gave us this shit. This stuff. Here right. you go. What are they going to do? Fact check us that we've got it to the right place? Right. It's ain't Amazon. We don't take pictures yeah. and email right. it to you. The fuck out There's of here. no signature required here. <laughs> Someone scooped it. You guys should have had Ring or one of those doorbell cameras. Exactly. I, I don't know what to tell you. So we just we just intersected the birth of Christ with random manger baby and 2020 Amazon packages. Being yeah, stolen. I mean, I, I think I think it. we've done a great job here. I love it. And and you know and and so thank God the wise men did either find the correct Jesus or just found and Jesus. Um, because without that, we wouldn't have um, what is, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but my, my favorite time of year when it comes to terrestrial radio, and that is the same 78 uh, Christmas songs played on a, a loop for the next three months or the previous three it's months. It's really just like 16 month. Christmas songs, but like 47 different artists. Yes, 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 yes. No, so what kind of Christmas? I I think I could probably peg you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I could probably guess what uh, your answer is. Yes. Guess what your answer is. <clears throat> Football game. Yeah. Man, things. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're you got you're probably more of a hymnal. It, Are you more of a like a church choir hymnal guy? Not quite. Not okay. quite. Although some of them can be mildly all right. I think. In a general rule of thumb, for me, and of course I uh, uh, project my beliefs onto everybody because they're the right beliefs. Um, if you have a new Christmas song, and by new I mean anything that was written within the last 35 to 40 years. Let's say anything since Feliz Navidad, which was I believe 1987. Anything written, an original track that was written from then till now ain't Christmas music and I don't ever want to hear it. Covers are a different story. I can dig with some covers, but if we're not talking Nat King Cole, Bing Crosby, old blue eyes, Gene Autry, right? If we're not talking 1946 Bing Crosby, it's not Christmas music. It's just Imagine not. Imagine hating. So like, what about Kenny G like Kenny G Christmas album? 
Granted, none of those are original songs. Well, see, this is my point. Covers are fine. But it's not, I mean, it's completely different than Bing Crosby recording in a Campbell Soup can. Agreed. Agreed. See, I think generally a lot of where this comes from is uh, All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey. The only time I like to hear that song is when she performs it live and butchers the living hell out of it because she can't sing anymore. The only time I want to hear that song. Because it's hilarious. That song's an absolute banger. It's an absolute banger. I mean, it may have been in 1997, but... still is. To be fair, I'll give you you that I can only name three. Three. And two of them are brand new to me. So one would obviously be Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. One I heard last year that was just playing on repeat. I think I was stuck in a Bath Body Works Mm. buying their candles on Candle Day for like the 14 hours you're stuck in that store. But Kelly Clarkson Clarkson put out a song called Underneath the Tree. Absolute toe tapper. And then everybody's favorite... Uh, whatever you would call them, the Jonas Brothers have a song called Like It's Christmas, which is another toe tap. I mean, I'm sure I would recognize them if I heard them. I couldn't. So here's the thing, though. I'm not putting, I don't know, the Kelly Clarkson one's a pretty good one. They're not like, look, uh, give me Frank Sinatra, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Mm-hmm. Give me the Christmas song by Nat King mm-hmm. Cole. However, there has to be some variation, right? You know, I can't listen to this, you know, Michael Blue Blay exists because Christmas exists, right? What else, what else is Michael Blue Blay going to do if Christmas songs aren't a thing? Oh, he just covers old Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra songs. I, that's what, I mean, you know, Josh Groban seems like a really nice guy. The hell else? Super atheist. I mean, that guy's doing like uh, Church of Christ mega concert church tours and just singing hymnals, right? That's all that guy would be doing. There wasn't Christmas songs. Man's making bank for somebody yeah, who doesn't I mean, believe. <laughs> no, but I, I think my, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I feel like the sound of Christmas that is. What's your favorite, what's your favorite Christmas song? Um, man, it's hard to not say the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. It's not, um, it's not but, standing so. Uh, White Christmas, Bing Crosby. Um, I think Bing Crosby is so overrated. Oh, that's not great to hear. Anything Bing Crosby sings, just play the Sinatra version. And it's better. Yeah. I don't think. Now, Bing's got Bing's got a a, a weird range and a, a very odd range of how deep he can go I'll versus. Take, I'll take the other. The other three of that group of four, if you will, uh, Andy Williams, mm, Andy Williams, Perry Como, and then even Gene Autry. Gene Autry is more like kid songs, yeah, right? Rudolph, you know, he does yeah. Frosty the Snowman, Here Comes Santa Claus, but like, like any of them, right? Or mm. Thurl Ravenscroft or whatever his name was that did The Grinch. Yeah, whatever. I mean, that. I just I don't. Here's the other thing, and maybe I'm maybe I'm ignorant to some of it i feel like i feel like there was a part not so much now but there was a sweet spot where there was um 
original Christmas music to be made. Like Darlene Love, Christmas Baby is probably my favorite Christmas song. If it's not, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Sinatra, the Christmas song. Mm Mm-hmm. But then you look at songs like Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. I mean, did Bobby Helms ever do anything ever? Not that I other know. Other than that. So, and to be fair, I don't particularly enjoy that song either. No, but my point is, my only logical conclusion is, man wanted to be musician, and you're kind of not making it. Your last ditch effort is, let's try a Christmas album. Yeah. Well, so I let's, think... Let's write a Christmas song. I think there's a... Um, and I think that was more... Um, something that could happen years back then can happen now is somebody just be an artist that does or did a Christmas album to be a one-hit wonder or to be mildly famous. Because back then, and I would say even to an extent now, you're not a famous singer until you have a Christmas album. I remember when Michael Bublé's first Christmas album came out like 10 years ago. Because he had he had already dropped like five albums, did a couple like did a world tour, and then like eight years into his career, now it's time I have the clout to do a Christmas album, right? Because you can't just be a guy and go, "Here's a Christmas album of me covering songs," because then nobody's gonna care, and you'll be a one hit wonder, you'll be a nobody. I think like that. I think that's the way it is though. Now, I think that's the same. In fact, part of it is now. I feel like it's almost like. Uh... I don't know, like Carrie Underwood has one. Right, that was that was so like Celine Dion, she put out one, and you're like, oh shit. Celine Dion's hitting all the hits. Right? Here's the other end, though, that we haven't talked about. There's this whole other section of Christmas music that like Hanukkah music and Hanukkah movies and, and things of the sort are foreign to me, and they just I just don't, I don't want to say I don't understand it. It's just not my wavelength is uh, African-American Motown and soul and R&B Christmas music. Have you heard some of the temptation? Yeah, it's not, it's not great. Or at least it doesn't hit me. It is wildly provocative. Mm. I mean, this is like. Growing up with salt on the chicken and that's it. And then going to the barbecue kind of stuff. Mm. Whole other world. Mm. Like, I'm in fucking Narnia. I'm over here listening to Burl Ives. Yeah. Sing Holly, Rudolph the Red Holly Jolly Reindeer. Christmas, yeah. And now I got the temptations talking about putting my mom to bed. Like, it's a, it's a trip. Yeah. But, again, like we talked about before, that's the beauty of Christmas, right? Something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Something for everybody in this wonderful holiday time. Yeah, this one of Wonderland we want, live in. If you want some absolute sexual healing to go in with your uh, with your balls of holly, mm-hmm. f- fucking go for it. Yep. If you want a guy with like a like I don't know, like a wet sponge uh, or a wet mop kind of hairdo that looked like he de- never got a professional haircut until he was like seventeen, his mom always did it, but he could sing really good. Like, well, all right, well, you listen to Josh Groban. Mm-hmm. If you want to, you know, listen to some pop stars, just sing whatever is put in front of them, yep. you could listen to that, too. It's everywhere. Yeah. 
You got. But just you, don't listen to. I, I don't like. Uh, I don't like Feliz Navidad. I can't stand what. Yeah, I can't. It's the same fucking shit. Because it's gold. On repeat. When you hit gold, you don't start. You, when you hit a, a vein of gold, you can go, all right, let's dig over here. Now, no, you keep digging. You keep hitting. Yeah. Mind that you're, gold. You're, a, Feliz you're a nostalgia merchant is what you are. Yes, I am. It's funny that you bring up Christmas songs, though, because this happened to me earlier today. I was singing uh, as I was getting my two children ready for bed. And I was assisting the youngest with the shower and just trying to keep their attention so they're listening and keeping them engaged as parents do. Uh, I started singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm. <laughs> so when I got to the part where it was joining any reindeer games, mm-hmm. my youngest, who I'm showering, kind of stops. He turns to me. He goes, gangs. I go, what? He goes, reindeer gangs. Oh, got to protect yourself when you're on the block up there and in the so, North Pole. Yeah, so my mind just starts like, <laughs> I'm turning like this mixture of like claymation from the 60s and like Nipsey Hussle, Slauson Boy. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm like, all right. So, you know, Jack Frost and all them, there was a lot of blue out there, right? Rudolph's the new guy. He's wearing red. There is an issue. Mm-hmm. Then you got Santa's red. But I. Reindeer gangs. Santa's the OG you know? on the block. There's not a lot of red up there in the North Pole, but he's the OG on the block that nobody messes he with. He carries weight, right? right? It's the jungle. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's quality, not oh quantity. My God. So funny. I was also driving today. I was out and about. Uh, I went to the local. <clears throat> excuse me. Went to the local butchers. Because trying to figure out what we're going to do for Christmas mm-hmm. Day dinner. Um, probably just going to go with the old... Uh, um, why did I just draw a blank? Um, prime, prime rib. rib. Yep. I was thinking about doing something else, maybe. We can do a little beef wellington, maybe. <sighs> yeah, you do the, the problem work? with that is that takes like two and a half days, and we're having Christmas Eve with my in-laws. Mm. At our house, also, we actually had a pretty good idea for that. We're doing like a, like an Italian buffet thing. Probably make like some lasagna, some stuffed shells and cheese, some of this, some of that, and it's just like, just grab what you want. Mm-hmm. Not have like and main dish, make like three or four of them. So we're doing that. So I, I don't really have time for a beef Wellington. Anyways, what I guess what I was getting at is yes, we're probably having prime rib, but I was driving home. And on the local uh, Christmas radio station, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Buble kicked on, right? Sure. The I Wish I Was Harry Connick Jr. Yes. And he was telling me that it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And as I'm driving around, and it's just gray, dead grass, no snow, I go, is it mm. starting to look a lot like Christmas? Because... I don't know if you're like this, but I have like uh mental and like, and what would the term be? Um, cues, subconscious cues mm-hmm. that like, tell me like, obviously Christmas trees, Christmas lights, this and that, but working from home and, you know, obviously COVID's done a lot worse, but on the lighter side of it, 
man, there's a lot of stuff that just isn't part of this like build to Christmas because that's what's really great about Christmas. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It's everything but Christmas. I mean, Christmas yeah. is great, but at some point you realize it's two o'clock. The day's over and yeah, all this is gone now. The rest now of all it, I'm now, doing is now. Now it's January and there's nothing to do. Right, staring at January and February. Someone shoot. Me. Yeah, I'll pass. Thank you. Yeah, no, I. Th- I mean, there's a lot of things that we're missing now um, that isn't just snow. I mean, that would be helpful. We had that one big snow, and then it all just kind of pissed away. Typical, and then it's fucking 40. Yeah. Um, But, like, especially not being in the office, I I would generally, right about now, would have received my third office-wide email from the safety guy saying you cannot plug in lights. To decorate your cubicle with, because it's a fire hazard of some sort. But yeah, people can have. But people can have personal heaters plugged in underneath the desk. But you can't have. That's right. You can't have incandescent light bulbs. Right. Yeah. So that that's one thing that I definitely am missing now. Well, so I was talking to my boss today, and so one of the cool things working in, um, I don't know, I guess like a customer base and subcontractor base uh, job. Is subcontractors coming around and passing out wampum, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, one contractor would always bring in this huge baklava tray. Oh, and I just oh yeah, love it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's, like, popcorn tins everywhere. Oh. One of the other contractors would... And so the popcorn tins, kind of risky, right? Because you're working in in the office and most people are troglodytes, just absolute knuckle draggers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so what do they do? They just put their fucking bear hand. paw hand. in there rather than getting, you know, a styrofoam cup or a bowl and scoop it out and then leave, you know, like mm-hmm. common sense. Yep. Right. I don't want, I don't want your dirty fingernails touching my popcorn. One of the guys would go to Astoria bakery in Greek town and bring like these just amazing desserts. Oh, my favorite, bring, like bakery. five boxes. Oh my gosh. Just amazing. But there's one guy who is the bane of my existence. He's actually a really nice guy. It's generally how it goes. He brings in booze. Him and another guy follows around with a box. This is a giant box. And it's just got fifths of different booze in it. Very nice. Grey Goose, Cattle One. He's not skimping either. No, this is like. You know, forty, fifty dollar bottle stuff like mm. nice shit. And I remember the first year I was there, you know, my boss at the time was telling me, "I'm like, oh man, that's cool." Next year, didn't get it. And like, I interact with this guy via email a ton, mm. right? A ton. Didn't get one. The following year, and so now it's kind of this running joke. I make a meal of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, fucking guess I'm not sending this guy any uh, RFQs, right? Mm -hmm. I see how it is. We're going to choke off that supply line. So the third year, he gets shown around. And I, like I said, I make a meal of it. He gets shown around by one of the women in the front office who I had talked to about this prior. And she did not bring him by my cubicle. Mm. There was like a, a girl who was in like an administrative support role who helps send emails and things like that, who has some contact with him. She'd been there like four weeks. She got one. Oh, now it was on. This got so much of a thing that 
on that year, my father-in-law, when we had Christmas here, he he gave me a bottle of, uh, he gifted me a bottle of Grey Goose, like a gift set. But on the tag, it said, from that guy's name. <laughs> so I, this is when we were all here, I think, like Uncle Don and everybody yeah. was here. So I open, I, I, someone hands me a gift that says, to Adam from Beep. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I get the call today from my boss that, because, you know, we're all working from home. We've been kind of joking about it. I'm like, maybe I'll run up to the office and see if he left the box. Mm-hmm. He dropped it off in, in, in the field with someone. So now I got to I gotta send him an email, right? A little strongly, strongly worded. So you didn't get one this year still? I don't know if my name's on the list, right? He dropped the box off with one of the guys out in the field, and it's been picked up. Presumably to be distributed mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. whomever, right? So I feel like sending a preemptive email saying, hey, you know, I, I was just thinking, you know, we're not in the office. So if you need me to send you my address so you could just send my bottle right to me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hope everything's good. Hope you have a great Christmas. You go know. fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But that, I miss I miss the wampum, man. I yeah, miss see, like just walking around and there's just oh look at this goodie, yeah. look at this goodie. See, I don't understand how that's particularly legal. Subcontractors literally just gifting out uh, stuff. Generally, the the biggest gift I've ever gotten from a client is maybe they decided to pay for lunch as we're hosting them in our office and they're taking my entire day for me to sit in a meeting with them. They were so generous to buy the hot and ready pizzas this time. That's about right. as big as <laughs> gifts I've Here's ever your gotten. Gruel. Yeah. Now. It's it's the people in the office that they're not gifts. We do, you know, do a gift exchange or whatever in my department. But it'll be just the random people that walk around and disrupt you from your job to ask if they if you would like some of my homemade cookies. I feel like the Grinch when he's in the chair and they keep stuffing the pudding in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Try some of my homemade cookies. These ones are blueberry. These ones, I, please, I don't want any more. Right. You're just shoving right. all this shit in my mouth. Is that all you got? That's that's literally how I feel, and and to be fair, they're generally all all are pretty good. But I have a cavity by the time the day's over with. I go, okay, I don't want any more cookies, please. Thank you. And then the next so the day other, is the same thing. Well, so with us, a lot of our stuff is things are put out in social places by the coffee pots mm-hmm. and the cafeteria, yada yada yada. One year we had a contractor. He kind of made a made a mistake. So he had X amount of things to drop off to whomever and he just like left them by the coffee pot and he sent an email to everybody who he wanted to have. Oh, that's a big no-no because they, they were gone. Vulture. Within seconds. Yeah. Within seconds. I saw one woman who had two on her desk. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? No, yeah, you can't. you can't do that. Yeah, well, people oh. gotta know. First thing, a when things are on the table for the community, for the office, you take one, right? Unless they're like small and there's a billion of them, you can right. have two, right? But people also gotta know this is the cafeteria, and if there's there's always a designated table or something somewhere. That's we have one table in the corner, mm-hmm. right when you walk in, and that is the spot where the donut holes go. Extra bagels that are left over from an office who had a breakfast. Yep. That's where the, if yep. there's the condensed pe- yep. lunch and learn mm-hmm. meal. The Panera order gets put down into three boxes, and you set. Yep, 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 yep. If there if there was leftover pizza from the 10 a.m. meeting, 
that's out there for some reason with some half-eaten salad. Looks like somebody put their hands in. It, it, you got to know as a person, you can't just leave shit in the... I don't like leaving my own plate of food that's in the microwave unattended because people will just take that. Yeah, well, this smells good. Yeah, I'll have that. It's better, better than the fish better I was going to microwave. Fish I was microwaving. <laughs> Those are the people you're fighting against, right? Yes. These people. I mean, and, and parties, right? Work parties. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple that you know we would get invited to every year. You know, decent, decent work parties that weren't just my work, right? It was, you know, this is so and so, whatever annual holiday party and so they'll have their people but then they send the invitations out to you know other companies like ours and people that we do business that do business with them and mm. none of it all gone so here's me this absolute holly jolly elf who just loves the like the time from thanksgiving up until the week of christmas mm-hmm. like that i i just i absolutely adore it yeah i love it but i'm like man it's just not. It's not that it's not there, but it is. It's it's definitely I, not in the force that it needs to be. I feel like I'm gonna go absolute mental next year if we're able oh, to be yeah. relative. Like I'm gonna have the 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 Florida room's gonna be finished, right? That just got insulated. Mm-hmm. Uh, crawl space just got insulated. I gotta fix the drywall and the sliding door and do some more air sealing around it. That'll be done. Floors should be in here in the next two weeks or so. And then, you know, just got to outfit it with the TV and the the beer fridge and mm-hmm. the yada yada. So, I mean, we're going to have space. We're going to have ample space to just to holly and jolly Christmas it up. the shit out of my house. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there needs to be the center location. I mean, I always remember when we were kids or when we were growing up, uh our grandpa used to it was christmas eve was always at his house hell we used to drive i remember multiple times driving to minnesota where he had lived previously for just christmas eve we drove there like wednesday christmas eve was thursday drove back that night and was mm-hmm. back by like three in the morning christmas day gotta get to bed santa's coming yada yada Wake up at 8 in the morning. Hey, shit, Santa's been here in, in, you know, three hours. Oh, that was sick. That was good timing, I guess. That's right. But, like, so there's got to be that that central location that is a dressed-up Halloween. You know, there's a movie on in the background with, like, no sound, but it's Clark Griswold's doing whatever he's doing over there, or maybe it's the elf. Somebody's got low-fi Christmas jazz on, or what, Bing Crosby's in the background doing something. There's food over there. There's drinks over here. You know, there's family doing all the whatever they're doing around. Like, if you don't have that, I don't know. It doesn't feel like the holiday. And, you know, we're we're doing we're doing separate. So, like, in-laws, like I said, are on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do ours Christmas Day. So, any you know, we you know with the boys, both mom and the mother-in-law mm-hmm. both watch them. So, it's kind of not a difference of combining households. We don't want to put... 12 people in the same house but so we can kind of split it up that way so it's you know we we, and it works out that way where her family they always did which this was like the weirdest thing this is what they don't tell you and let me give you a little bit of life advice they don't tell you about this when you start dating and get marrying other families do christmas differently and it's almost inherently always opposite of anathema like you grew up with it right so her 
her family always did like Christmas Eve was everything. All like the interpersonal presents. All for like all done on Christmas Eve. And Christmas morning was Santa. Also, here's a debate. Santa presents wrapped or unwrapped? What? Wrapped? Yes. That's what I said. What? That's what I said. Yes. So this is what I'm telling you. This is the life advice I'm giving you. And we'll post, we'll, I'll, I will post something on the Instagram page and we'll get the people's opinion and you will be shocked how many people say unwrapped. Like I know people do. Yeah, that's just, I've never heard of that. I mean, sh- yeah, I mean, you look at old, like where did that even come from? Like, I'm trying to think of like old representations of Christmas, the oldest I can think of, well, not the oldest, but like Christmas story or white Christmas or whatever. Shit from Santa was wrapped then too. So who who's making this like shit if you up? Watch, so so if you watch, Randy gets a Zeppelin that's wrapped up, but the first toy he plays with truck. is a fire truck, yeah. and it's not wrapped. But she, you know, uh, mom comes in, she goes, and this is from Santa, and hands him like a bowling ball wrapped in uh, right tissue the, paper, yeah, right, right on, right the, on nads. the nads. Yeah, but yeah. she says this is from Santa. It's wrapped. I mean, go through, you know, this the Santa Claus with Tim Allen when the, the female elf thinks he's hitting on it. She's mm-hmm. like, thanks, but I'm seeing someone unwrapping. Okay. Right? Every depiction of Santa's bag, unless it's like a teddy bear or something like that. Right. Unless we're talking like, you know, Pierre Noel characters from the 1700s. Right. Right? When they didn't have... Wrapping you know, paper. Wrapping paper. Yeah. You know, this is when... Um, Halloween, if we're talking about back in the day when they put a burlap sack over your child's head for Halloween mm-hmm. and that was a costume. With an eye hole right. cut out, yeah. Okay, yes, there was no wrapping. Understood. But and now, but in, now in, 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 in civilized time, you wrap right. the presents. Santa does it, we do it, everybody does it. So, so get prepared and we'll post, I'll post a poll out there and you'll see and you will be wildly dismayed yeah i mean i know i know people do it differently i mean one thing that always threw me for a loop was uh so we always did christmas first thing in the morning right it was Mm -hmm. eight in the morning right everybody's up and you Mm -hmm. gotta you know the parents get up and then what's weird in our house we always got up but also at the same time it was all right if you guys want open presents it's seven in the morning time to get the fuck up and do it like the parents were the ones mom and dad were doing that for us but like people that do it are like no we we don't know presents till like 8 p.m at night what? <laughs> you just let that shit, yes, that it, shit's been sitting there for a month. You're going to let that dude, sit yeah. there the rest of the day? No way. <laughs> like, we always used to have it back when you were really young. We would have it pretty sweet where we do the in-house open. Yep. Then breakfast. Yep. Or like a breakfast while we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And then people would start showing up for Christmas dinner. Yep. At like they, noon, you know, one o'clock, yep. It was sweet because the tree would deplenish and there'd be only about 20, 30% presence left for everybody else that isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. And then they'd come and they'd bring more. And then you'd go through it and then you'd have dinner and then they'd leave. And then mom's brother would show up mm-hmm. and her mom and dad, they'd come in from about an hour and a half away after they did their daily stuff. Presents would replenish. Yeah. So now it's like six o'clock, right? We've had three it's Christmases wet. already. We're at like twelve hours in right now, mm-hmm. and I am still like getting fed press. Oh, dude! No, I, so I, 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 I remember some of that. I, I mean, later on, we would move. It moved to different people's houses. Where I mean, we used to rotate, and then that faded away. But 
I know. I don't understand. I can't, like, you take the joy out of the day by doing it all Christmas Eve. Now, Christmas Eve is the teaser. You get a couple presents from one or two people, some stocking stuffer-esque things, something right. small, some some lottery cards. Exactly, a scratch-off. And then the morning, you get a load, and then the rest of the day... If you get some more sick, if not, at least you have all the stuff and I have the day now. Right. And the cool part is go as a kid going to bed and being like, okay, visually like mm-hmm. using your mind's eye to take a picture. Yep. This is what it looks like. Let's see what go tomorrow. To bed, you wake up and then it's just boom. Yep. I'm also glad that we literally probably just took half of our material that we should have talked about next week and we've just rolled it into hey, this. We got more. But, we got more. It's Christmas. But, There's plenty of shit to talk about for Christmas. Well, so if keeping into that, we said we would um, keep theme with cocktail hour on warm drinks and holiday drinks. So I'm assuming um, it's not a very good assumption because I already know what it is because I came over and I had it yes. earlier this week. What are we drinking today? Yeah, so What's cocktail hour? We're in cocktail hour now. So this one, uh, we might I might get some flack. I don't know if you can actually classified as a cocktail because it's technically not really mixtures of different liquid ingredients but we're gonna swing it anyways sticks with the holiday season and with the cold temperatures and drinking warm drinks so this is called a uh, mold wine m-u-l-l-e-d and it's a fairly simple uh uh drink it's kind of like a punch drink if you will um it's just you take your favorite red red a bottle of red wine a cabernet sauvignon or something along those lines, a, a Pinot Noir, and you lightly warm it up in a saucepan, put the whole bottle in the saucepan, bring it to what would be under a simmer, whatever you would classify that. The minute it begins to boil, you boil away the alcohol, which we do not want to do. You need the booze. Um, and then you can just add uh, a couple of spices and um, uh, half an orange. So spices being a cinnamon stick, um, a couple of whole cloves, uh, star anise, uh, and some rosemary, along with about, I don't know, half a cup of um, brown sugar. All of that sits in with the, the wine as it warms in the saucepan. And then you uh, uh, juice a half an orange. And uh, also, so before you juice it, you peel the peel off. You juice it. You drop the peel in, and then you let that just kind of simmer in there for about 20 minutes. And it really is just creating this warm, spiced wine um, that you will then strain and then serve warm uh, to your guests. And it is similar to a punch because it's a whole bottle of wine you're doing. Um, but no, it, it's very nice. It's very warm. It's very filling. It makes your whole house smell like like a pulpery, uh, alcohol-based, I don't know. It smells like Christmas to me. Yeah, I mean, God bless the Romans, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like a 6th century something, rather. They couldn't do anything in their life without being like, well, what the fuck are we going to drink? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, you know, they, they do that, and we now have this. Yeah, I mean, they want a warm beverage for the cold months, but they're like, well, it's got to have alcohol in it. I mean, what's the point if it doesn't? I mean, I want to be warm, but not at the, <laughs> yeah. you know, not not a, not going to take away from what I really need. Well, so getting getting back on topic to it, the one thing I will say before I give a score is this score is highly dependent on how good you start, right? 
if you got a shit line, mm. it's going to be shit. So, I mean, you don't have to break the bank because you yeah. aren't drinking it straight, but get something decent. Um, it's a six for me. I like red wine. Um, it's definitely different. It's different than anything. I mean, you could have like a whiskey sour if you've never had it with the egg and the mm-hmm. froth, and that might be a weird texture for you, but like, you know, warm red wine and, and all the aromatics and the spices and the different flavors, mm-hmm. and then still tasting the wine in it, you know, as part of it, definitely different, but it's nice. It's it's like a cool, it's like a cool thing to have. Um, I don't know. Part of me almost feels like, like I should have drank it outside. Yeah, something warm, you know I mean? but also like, being like cold. around a fireplace, like mm-hmm. an outside fireplace. Like I don't know, like what would that add to it, rather than a seventy-two degree house or something? But True. I, I mean, it's, 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 it feels definitely like a like almost like a nighttime. There's people around. You got this kind of almost punch bowl type drink. Uh, it's definitely a one server. Yeah. Like, have my glass. But, you know, so the weird thing about it is it's like a brandy or a cognac. I'm not saying it tastes like it, but, I mean, brandy. Brandy is a cognac. Yes. That's that's why I just confused myself. But they're wines. They're classified as a wine, Mm -hmm. right? So the cinnamons and the things like that and the different spices you're adding to it. I'm not, you know, a, a master. I don't know what... Scotch would be a distiller. What the hell is a person that makes cognac? Might still, On next episode, we'll get to you. Might still be a distiller. Maybe. But my point being is it's like the things go with it. You know, these spices, they fit, they they mix, they're mm-hmm. good. But at the same time, it's like completely out of left field. Yeah, it's definitely different than what it would have initially tasted like. Um yeah, and it's something uh, uh, the English like this a lot for the holiday season as well, um, which of course yeah, well, they, they also do. like, you know, brine. Yeah, and beans for breakfast. So That's right. Good God. Here's a half a tomato. Whoever let these people have an empire to rule the world. <laughs> Terrible Culinary decision. geniuses. Yeah. All right. Well, six Wimbledon Woodies. All right. Let's, uh, let's get on to the main... The main event mm-hmm. of the past couple weeks, um, we have the Garage Time Christmas movie face-off. So we had we had the first round the week prior. We're on the second round here. We've got eight movies remaining. You all voted online on Facebook and or Instagram. So I'm just going to run through uh, in a battle of a one seed versus two seed. Home Alone came in with 73% of the vote to Elf's 27% of the vote, Home Alone being the one seed. Uh, and another uh, one verse, or excuse me, this is the one that wasn't straight chalk. So Grinch as the one seed taking on the three seed Polar Express. Um, Grinch won handily 74% to 26%. So already on the left side of the bracket, pretty straight. I mean, just... Chalk, right. right? And and pretty overwhelming. Yeah, no, this wasn't, it didn't seem very close. I mean, Polar Express pulling in with the third, uh, 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 um, a three spot coming in this far, I think was nice to see. But, I mean, Home Alone Grinch, yeah. Yeah, 
tasty. But before we look to the next matchups, we're, we're going to finish the right side of the bracket. So here's one that, and, and as it started for the early portions of voting, was relatively close. Both of them kind of were at one point. But this first matchup teetered a bit, and I was, I'm not going to lie, I was pulling for a side. Mm. So Christmas Story as the one seed, taking on Home Alone 2 as the two seed, Christmas Story wins 62% to 38%. At one point, this was dead nuts 50% within about eight hours of of the voting opening. Mm -hmm. And then Christmas Story, you know, they've they've got the staying power. They've got the longevity. Yeah, they do. And they started to just stretch those those legs. If you can't play four quarters, you're in the wrong sport. Hey, you know, it's it's a marathon, not Mm -hmm. a sprint. And then our, our final one, uh, Christmas Vacation, also as the one seed, taking on Tim Allen's Santa Claus as the two seed. And that is an absolute carbon copy match. It is 62% to 38% Christmas Vacation as the winner. So we've got a final four of straight chalk, mm-hmm. all number one seeds. Some of you might say, well, that's not interesting. I would say you're wrong. Correct. Because... This isn't like, you know, Mercer gets a three-point shooter hot and takes out Duke. No, this, this, this is Kansas, is, Kentucky, UNC, and Duke all in the final four. That's right. This is what you pay to see, right? Mm-hmm. And this is because it's easy in something like this to be like, oh, we got a six seed that made it in. Drop it. Right. right. You know, once it comes up against – now, this is just blue blood against blue blood mm-hmm. against blue blood against blue blood. I mean, we we said it last week with uh, uh, Home Alone and Elf, right? You may, as you listen to the podcast, you may go, oh, "I know, I know what I'm I'm voting for," but when it's time for your thumb to click the button and to send one of these to Oblivion right. and keep the other, it, it's a little tough. I mean, hell, when I was at Home Alone and Elf on the first one, I went, "Oh man, I don't know, I don't know which one I want to get rid of." So, so looking forward to. The final four. Now, a bit of housekeeping here. We were going to do, we we had planned to do a Christmas special similar to the Thanksgiving and the um, town hall election one that we did. Unfortunately, through circumstances beyond our control, we will not be able to be putting one of those out this weekend. Mm -hmm. But our schedule will remain the same. So we will do the final four now. And the first matchup will be posted and released uh, t- today, Wednesday, uh, the 16th. And then it'll wrap up on Thursday. And as soon as it wraps up, the second matchup, the final matchup will, well, the second matchup of the final four will come out on Thursday. And then we'll let you guys simmer over the weekend. You can lick your wounds, mm-hmm. gird your loins, mm-hmm. and just get ready because on Monday around lunchtime, We'll post the final, and then we'll have the results come midday Tuesday to crown you the people's champion Indeed. of Christmas films. So so just, just to be clerical and clean and tidy on all of it, that's how it's all this is how it's all gonna go down. Because we didn't wanna we didn't wanna do this on Tuesday's episode and then talk about who the champion was after, right? Once right. Christmas is done, nobody gives a I fuck. have to put it I have to put it back in the basement because it hurts too much to mm. talk about what was. So the first matchup, again, all one seed. So we've got Home Alone versus The Grinch. 
and I'm I'm just gonna say this. I've watched The Grinch twice this week. Mm-hmm. We watched it as a family for the first time this year, uh, midweek. I can't find a hole. Yeah, no, I find its weak spot. It's fantastic. It's yeah, I mean it, uh, it's one of the best. It, it's one of the best Christmas movies ever made, clearly. And uh, I'd be so far as say it's one of the best movies ever made. Jim Carrey is phenomenal. I mean, it's just how it didn't get an Oscar. I just don't understand. Yeah. Um. Now talking about Home Alone, obviously this is the blue blood of current modern day. Mm. You know, this is the a wonderful. It's a wonderful life. Yeah, of, of, of the, current, the modern yeah. era, right? Of the change from, you know. Sad, sappy family dramas to family comedic classics. Mm-hmm. However, now that its counterpart has been, in my estimation, unceremoniously, uh, it's been dismissed. Dispatched. Yeah. Home Alone Two. Sometimes I question. I don't. I don't want to say question. Might be too strong of a word. Sometimes I have to review and find and remind of all of its merits of why Home Alone 1 is held in such high regard. Now, mind you, this isn't me saying it's bad. No, right? yeah. This is saying if it's a 100, why is it a 100 and not a 95, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I love it. I absolutely adore it. Full disclosure. I feel like the second one's better. I just do. You've got all the same main characters and you've now got better supporting pieces in Tim Curry. It, it is. It, it Schneider. is the, the uh, Terminator two of Christmas movies. It just is, man. Yeah. You've got a little bit more comedic relief, but it's all like the same premise. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Just my opinion. You know, is home alone because it was like the first of these new wave Christmas films, and it was, it's got some of that first to do it kind of cachet, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe. But again, this isn't me saying that I anticipate the Grinch to take out Home Alone. Hell, this isn't even me saying that I think my vote will go for the Grinch over Home Alone. I literally don't know. I mean, Home Alone 1 took out Elf. Now, I'm not saying that I'm entirely surprised. I mean, I am. But I didn't think it was going to be to the molly whopping that is three to one. Right? 75% to 25% of whatever it was. So this is, you know, you're you're 25, mm-hmm. right? I'm 33. So there is that space where you're closer to the, like, your age when Elf came out is Oh, is is for all intents and purposes in the ballpark of my age when Home Alone came out, yeah. right? More your youth. So there's the uh, recency bias may not be the correct word, but there's that there's that factor into play. Sure. So I don't know. I mean, I think this one's going to be a really tough one. Looking on the other side, though. We've got a Christmas story against everyone's favorite Christmas dad, everyone's favorite dad, hmm. Clark Griswold and Christmas Vacation. 
this is going to be this is going to be, be interesting. interesting. Yeah, very much so. Because I mean, uh, Christmas Story clearly is the older of the two movies, and so you would you would imagine that the old any old hats that are listening and voting um, kind of might auto lean there because of their childhood and nostalgia and whatnot. And yet, I don't know that that's really what's gonna what might if Christmas Story is to triumph. I don't know if that's what's gonna put it over the edge. I, I think, think the only 24 six hours on TNT is what's going to put it over the edge. It's yeah. only six years. It's younger. Christmas Vacation is 89. Christmas Story is 83. Mm-hmm. Now, part of me, I don't know how much I want to go into this with eyes looking forward to next week. And <clears throat> maybe it's better saved for discussion there. But these two are very different movies Mm -hmm. so christmas vacation clearly uh silly slapstick uh goof physical humor that is chevy chase yep the absolute master of it Mm -hmm. right whereas a christmas story if you look at it has and if you're truly honest has very few funny parts in the movie if you're being honest with yourself, well, I mean, I mean like there's very, comedic parts. Yeah, there's very few that are meant to be here's joke, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not like it is all it is all relatable, nostalgic comedy. Yeah. Right? Like and so I think that's what you're alluding to, you know, people who were, you know, twenty five, thirty five years old and eighty three when it came out. That's how they grew up. Mm -hmm. I wanted a Red Rider. I remember having to write, you know, essays. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Shit like that. I remember all those things. And so it's all this like, haha, it's funny because it's true. So the the vein of the movies are completely different. Agreed. Agreed. One of them also has backing of younger generations because it double-dipped on nostalgia. The nostalgia that some generations have, our generation, isn't what's in the movie, but it's the movie itself. Mm, mm -hmm. Because, like you alluded to on TBS, it's just played on 24 hours straight on a loop. My entire life I watched this movie on Christmas Day. I I watch it this year on Christmas Day for a thousand times in a row. I do it every year. I remember the first time I saw it, we were at... Uh, we were in Ann Arbor at our grandparents and mm-hmm. we had family in from Minnesota and it was put on and I had never seen, I mean, I was maybe 10 or 12 and never, seen, but like, and from that point on, you know, someone had mentioned, oh yeah, it's on all the time. So every year, here it is mm-hmm. running back and forth. I'm you pretty sure you're the one it. that put it on in our house and that's where I ended up watching it. Cause you, you just would turn the TV on. Well, Christmas stories on. Well, you know, someone tells you, well, yeah, no, it plays on this channel every Christmas for 24 hours straight. You almost don't even ask any questions no. whether you should watch guess it. guess that's you the Christmas like, movie. I guess I'm supposed to fucking watch this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I won't. I guess I do. Okay. We I'll did. Take your word for it's it. the best marketing so campaign I've is. ever seen. It, it's pretty genius. Yeah. So, but it's going to be interesting. I think this one... I think I have a feeling on how the other one's going to go. I really do. This one, I don't know. 
nostalgia can be a tough thing to break. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, what is National Lampoon's other than nostalgia when they go to Wally World? Mm -hmm. Who's not been on a family vacation where you're like, oh my God, Dad? Right? Who's not had everything about Christmas vacation where, you know, they're all sitting in the house all quiet and like everyone starts to kind of like, what am I hearing? And it's when both sets of parents show up and the house is now just overrun with yeah. family yeah. and everyone's just absolutely fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. Right? So everything in that is is the same, right? Where it's just all relatable. It is. It's just the the increase of 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 the comedy of of the slapstick of of the physical comedy of of great uncle Herbert or whatever lighting his cigar and burning the tree down. Like everybody's have ha, hasn't had that particular instance happen to you, but they've had somebody come and knock a tree over once or break an ornament that creates a situation in your house. So it is the same in relatable comedy, but just taken to the nth degree. Uncle Lewis. Uncle Lewis, yes. What are you looking at? <laughs> Tree's a little dry. Oh gosh, I haven't watched that yet. I've been waiting for yeah, I saw it on the other day and I didn't I didn't I've been waiting out. for nighttime schedules to align between the wife and I to do like some additional wrapping to like just put it kids are in bed, done with everything else, just put it on and just sit down and yeah, I mean, I haven't done it, so. I, well, that's I haven't I haven't done any of that. I'm still waiting for some presents to arrive. I haven't wrapped anything, of course, which we'll get into next week. As you do, as you, you do, know? yes. But yeah, yeah. I, I still need that time to sit down and turn on. I ha- I haven't watched an entire Christmas movie to length uh, yet so far, just because I don't feel I haven't left my house in three weeks. It doesn't feel like I don't. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was talking about earlier. Like, what's missing from this Christmas? Like, there's this. I hear you, Michael. I hear you saying it feels a lot like Christmas, but I don't. I don't really believe it from you yet. Yeah. But uh, all right. Well, we're getting down to it. This is going to be the real difficult, uh, difficult one. And then I honestly, I think, I think this is probably going to be the most difficult. If I can speak for our audience, this round's probably going to be the most difficult, even more than the final. Because I think whichever side of this fence you land on, because we have more new school on the left and some more old school on the right. Mm. And I think if you don't vote for whatever's on the right, I, I think the line is already drawn. Whatever wins on the right side compared to whatever wins on the left side, I think those answers are already made. Yeah. Right? Like if you're looking at this, you're probably saying, well... Whichever wins out of these two, it's going to be I'm mine. picking against whoever wins out of yeah. that. I think this one's going to be the real tough one. I mean, it's the final four. A lot of times, they uh, that's that's more praise than actually winning the championship some years. So, for those who may have just stumbled upon and they want to know where they can vote, why don't you let them know where they can find yes. all of this interesting information? I will. So. Tomorrow, these uh, polls are going live, or at least the first set of polls are going live. Uh, you can find that at Garage Time Pod on Instagram and at Garage Time Podcast on uh, Facebook. Um, we won't be posting these to Twitter, but you can follow us on Twitter at Garage Time Pod as well. Uh, and you can also email us at Garage Time Pod at gmail.com. Now, not only are we putting these um, polls up there for the greatest uh, Christmas movie there ever was, is, and ever will be. Um, on our socials 
but there we also post memes we interact with the community um and 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 we do some other fun stuff there um what you need to make sure that you do is on whatever streaming platform you're getting this podcast whether it's apple podcast or spotify just make sure that you subscribe and or follow whatever it is on respective uh platform um and this way that you can ensure that our newest episode when it drops is moved directly to the front of your feed so you don't miss a second of our beautiful voices uh bringing you all the information and all the content that you both richly deserve and to be frank require in your life um uh so just make sure that you subscribe on apple Podcasts and follow on spotify that's right that's right all right well uh again uh happy hanukkah hmm. sixth day seventh day final day whatever it may be for you um yeah I, I, it's it's the absolute whether it doesn't feel like it or not it's the absolute christmas season and next time we speak to you we will be uh airing grievances indeed discussing feats of strength mm-hmm. explaining why tinsel is distracting yes mm, bagels will be banned uh just everything mm-hmm. everything and then we'll we'll cast our eyes towards that star of bethlehem which When's that showing up again? Is the that 21st. Up Christmas Eve? The 21st, yeah. Which yeah, is so, the winter solstice. Yeah. yeah the, so, yeah, happy winter solstice to anyone. I mean, is that something I would wish to someone? Pagan Someone's got to yeah. do it. Yeah. Somebody will do it. I guess this whole thing really is centered around that. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get on with it. Um, just, you know, keep it simple. Keep it straight. Keep those beers cold.